Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Asputs. My name's Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 7, called Fresh Blood. We start at nighttime. Bella Talbot is walking up to her car. She sees in the reflection of the window a person walking up behind her. It's Gordon Walker. I totally hate this motherfucker. I hate this guy (laughs) so much. Really like the actor, but really hate this character. Yeah. Um, Bella says, it's rude to sneak up on people. Gordon says, Bella Talbot. She says, you have me at a disadvantage. I don't know who you are. He says, Gordon Walker. Bella says, I've heard of you. Heard you were in prison. Gordon says, got out. (laughs) And we never quite figure out if he got out because somebody let him out. Or he got out because he, like, figured out how to get out. Yeah, I'd like to know. I think, well, because he said that in the episode before, like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, we got to get me out of here or something like that. I would guess that he either broke out or, like, got the money together for bail sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Bail, though, because it was, like, attempted murder, wasn't it? That's what he got I'm not sure. Because he was shooting at the boys. Yeah, but, well, but the boys didn't, like, I don't know if the cops saw the boys to this see that true. he was shooting at them, so I'm not yeah. sure. I don't remember. So Bella says, released early on good behavior, and Gordon shakes his head. <laughs> so Bella opens up her car door and starts fishing around for something. Gordon says, you looking for this? And he holds up her very tiny gun. <laughs> it's very cute. It's, it's petite. Yeah. I mean, hey, even if it's small, bullets are small. They'll still kill you. Yeah, you totally. <laughs> you hit the right place. Yep. He says, I know you were just in Massachusetts, and I know you were with the Winchester boys. Tell me where they are. She says, I don't think I know. He pulls out a much bigger gun and aims it at her and says, why don't you think a little harder? Mm-hmm. Bella says, put that down. What's so pressing about finding the boys anyway? Gordon says, Sam Winchester's the Antichrist. (laughs) Bella says, I'd heard something about that from my good friend, the Easter Bunny, who heard it from the Tooth Fairy. Are you off your meds? (laughs) Okay, she is a total smartass. I like her better than Gordon, so I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Snark at him. I do. Yeah, that's. I, I wrote that down. I was like, you know, I hate it when she has these moments with the boys because it's just mean. But, like, right now, it just feels so good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it does. so good about it. I love it. So Gordon says, it's true. The world hangs in the balance. So you go ahead and be a smartass. But tell me where they are or I shoot. Bella says, Gordon, you and I don't know each other very well. So let me tell you a little something about me. <laughs> I don't respond well to threats. But you make me an offer. And I think you'll find me highly cooperative. Gordon says, okay, how about you tell me where they are, or I'll kill you right now. Bella says, kill me. Good luck finding Sam and Dean. Gordon says, I can wrangle up three grand. Bella says, I don't get out of bed for three grand. (laughs) And listen, neither would I. (laughs) I (laughs) You can pay me all you want. If I'm tired, I'm sleeping. Yep. Gordon looks very frustrated. Then Bella notices a pouch attached to Gordon's belt. She says, scratch that. Give me the mojo bag and we'll call it even. Gordon says, oh, hell no. This thing is a century old. Bella, he says, it's, and Bella says, priceless. Believe me, I know. Now, how badly do you want the Winchesters? So Gordon throws her the pouch and she grabs her phone and calls a number. She says, hello, Dean. Hey, where are you? And then we get our opening title sequence. I'm telling you, like, other than one character who everybody hates later on, Mm -hmm. like, 
These two are the worst for me. Yeah. Gordon and Bella. I mean, Bella at least is somewhat redeemable because she's got her, like, kind of funny moments. Right, right. She's just, like, sassy. I like her Mm one-liners. The character itself is just, like, so frustrating, but there's good lines. Yeah. Gordon has no redeeming qualities. (laughs) No. He's just obnoxious. Yeah. And, like, you know, just give it up, dude. But, yeah. Other than one other character later on who, like, I is worse to me than I want to know who it is. I'm pretty sure. Can you say their name without giving what they are away? Um... Me? I don't know. Just Curly-haired, the- older guy, short. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Played by the actor Curtis Young. Is that the actor's name? I don't remember. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Possibly. Okay. I, yeah. Writes things. He writes things. Or wrote things. I thought Still he, technically I thought he read things. things. I thought he was a reader. Read all the all the stories. Anyways. <laughs> well, also, yes. Okay. Both. He's both. Okay. I don't remember him writing, but okay. <laughs> that's fine. Anyways. Uh, sorry. Sorry about that. that. One. Okay. <laughs> so we cut to Sam and Dean walking through a skeezy alleyway at night. There's a puddle of blood next to a dumpster. Uh, they find the dude making that puddle <laughs> still alive, but <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> I've never heard it put that way. <laughs> I wrote it and I was like, there's got to be a better way to say it. And I was like, nope, this is fine. That'll, I mean, that's that'll a do. a great way to say it. <laughs> I just had a babe flash. I know. I, mean, I was like, that'll, that'll do, pig. That'll, that'll do. do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that happened a couple times in this episode where I like wrote something just totally weird. And I'm like, mm, that's fine. We're going to go with it. Yeah. It'll, it'll work. So Sam says, hey, hey, don't worry. We're going to call you some help. Okay. Dean says, where is she? Where'd she go? The guy points, so Dean goes to investigate. There's too many places to hide, so Dean cuts his arm with his machete. He yells, smell that? Come and get it. And a girl vampire comes out of hiding and approaches Dean. He says, that's right. I smell good, don't I? I taste even better. To which I giggle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. He drops his machete and says, come on, free lunch. So she rushes him, but before she can draw too much blood... He injects her with dead man's blood, and she collapses. Sam walks up and gives Dean a look, and Dean says, what? Sam says, cutting it a little close, don't you think? Dean says, ah, that's just chum in the water. Worked, didn't it? So Dean looks at the cut on his arm and says, ow. (laughs) Like, oh, I just realized. (laughs) Yeah. So we cut to the girl vampire named Lucy. Um, two things. <laughs> okay. This girl, uh, this actress is on Buffy and the uh, spinoff of Angel. And she's like a popular. Angel is a, the spinoff of Buffy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think she gets turned into a vampire later in the series. So it's funny that she's playing another vampire in this one. And her name uh. is Lucy, um, which from the Dracula, from the story Dracula, Lucy is, um, I think Lucy is the main girl's best friend. So it's like two two like pop culture vampire references just okay. just with this character and yeah. her name. So I thought okay. that was pretty cool. Um, so we cut to Lucy tied to a chair. She wakes up and Dean says, are you with us? She struggles against the ropes and Dean says, oh, yeah, sorry, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> Sam says, where's your nest? She says, what? And Dean says, nest, where you and your blood sucking pals hang out. Um, Lucy says, I don't know what you're talking about. Please, I don't feel good. 
Dean says, yeah, well, you're going to feel a hell of a lot worse if we give you another shot of dead man's blood. She says, just let me go. Sam says, you know, we can't do that. Lucy says, I'm telling you the truth. I took something. I'm freaking out. I don't know what's going on. Sam says, you took something? She says, yes, I can't come down. I just want to come down. Please let me go. Sam says, all right, how about this? If you tell us what happened, we'll let you go. She says, you will? And Dean nods. Lucy says, it's not that clear. I was at Spider, the club on Jefferson, and there was this guy. He was buying me drinks. Sam says, this guy, what's he look like? She says, he was old, like 30. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just going to cry about that. (laughs) Listen, I'm close enough to 30 at this point. (laughs) It makes my heart sad. I am am way past that. Not way. I'm just a little past that. You're not very far past that. I'm still closer to 40 than 30. Oh, my God. Oh I'm my still God. closer to 30 than 20. So. <laughs> Way oh, closer to 30 than 20. Yeah. Dude, I can't believe I'm going to be 40 soon. I'm freaking out a little bit. I don't want to talk about 30. Okay. <laughs> I'm not there yet. In my mind, I just graduated high school still. Oh, really? Like, I don't feel that way. I think about it, and I'm kind of like, high school was just like yesterday and then I really think about it and I'm like it wasn't yesterday it was a long time yeah ago, you know yeah but I don't know it just it doesn't seem like it was that long ago mm-hmm. like I have my 10-year reunion coming up next summer my 20 year is next summer you didn't graduate that oh I guess you did I is did your... I graduated in the year 2000 yeah okay yeah yeah 2010 <laughs> yeah no I don't didn't remember I like I always think that you're only like a couple years older than me. really yeah. yeah I don't know like in my like I know how old you are but like in my mind I'm kind of like nope well like, that's I good. know we're about like nine years different yeah yeah whatever, but I'm like oh no she's like just barely older than me yeah I'm fine with that <laughs> keep thinking that please okay. <laughs> Okay, so she says this guy was old, like 30. He had brown hair, leather jacket, Deacon or Dixon or something like that. He said he was a dealer and he had something for me, something new, better than anything you've ever tried. He put a few drops in my drink. Dean asked, was the drug red and thick? (laughs) Well, genius move there. That was vampire blood he dosed you with. You just took a big steaming shot of the nastiest virus out there. Lucy says, you're crazy. He gave me roofies or something. The next thing I know, we're at his place, and he says he's going to give me something to eat. It's just to wait. But I got so hungry. Sam says, so you busted out. She nods and says, but it won't wear off, whatever he gave me. Dean says, lights are too bright? Sunshine hurts your skin? She says, yeah, and smells. And I can hear blood pumping. Dean says, I hate to tell you this, sweetheart, but your blood's never pumping again. Mm. She says, not mine. Yours. I can hear a heart beating from half a block away. I just want it to stop. Dean says, all right, listen, wavy gravy. It's not going to stop. You I didn't understand that. Oh, I didn't write down the interesting fact, the reference of wavy gravy. I can't okay. remember what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a reference to something for sure. But Yeah, I figured, but I was just like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, he says, you've already killed two people, almost three. Lucy says, no, I couldn't. I was hallucinating. Dean says, you killed them all right. We've been following a sloppy trail of corpses, and it leads straight to you. She says, no, no, it wasn't real. It was a drug. Please, you have to help me. So Sam and Dean go into another room to talk privately. Sam says, poor girl. 
Dean says, we don't have a choice. Sam shakes his head, and Dean goes back to Lucy. The camera stays on Sam, but you hear Dean's machete make a slicing sound, which makes Sam flinch. And you hear a thud when her head hits the ground, too. Yeah, I was like, oh. (laughs) 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 So we cut to um, the guy who was almost killed, the guy who was making that blood puddle. Yeah, he's in a hospital bed. Gordon and Kubrick walk in. Kubrick is the the religious hunter from the episode Bad Day at Black Rock. Do you remember him? Don't touch my Jesus. Yeah, yeah, the Jesus guy. I really like this character. I kind of like him. He seems a little bit dim. A little kooky, yeah. I mean, there's kooky and then there's just kind of oblivious. I shouldn't say he he seems dim. He does seem kind of oblivious, though. Yeah. Well, I like him. I'm glad he's back. I do kind of like him. Yeah. Gordon says, sir, a few questions about the attack. The guy says, I already talked to the cops. Gordon says, well, we're not cops. We're FBI. Kubrick says, can you describe your attacker? The guy says, uh, she was crazy. She had that super PCP strength, you know. She gnawed on my neck. Gordon says, and did she bleed on you? And he says, on me, no. Gordon says, in your mouth, open wound, anything? You sure about that? The guy says, yeah, I'm sure. Why? Gordon says, this woman has a very dangerous virus. The guy says, what? She bit me in the neck. (laughs) Kubrick says, the bite doesn't matter. You have to actually ingest the blood to be infected. Gordon says, good thing, too, or we'd have had to kill you. The guy laughs, but Gordon and Kubrick are very serious. And I wrote, yep, still hate Gordon. (laughs) Yeah, right. Still hate Gordon. Gordon says, the attack? And the guy says, she jumped me, then bit me. Then those two guys found me and chased her down the alley. Gordon says, what did they look like? The guy says, I didn't get a good look. One of them was really tall. (laughs) And that gives it away right there. I know. So we cut to outside the spider nightclub. Sam and Dean walk out, and Dean says, that was a big fat waste of time. Sam says, look, three blondes have gone missing, including Lucy, all last sighted here. I'm telling you, Dean, this is the hunting ground. Dean sees a guy and a girl turn a corner into an alleyway and points them out to Sam. So we cut to that couple in the alley. The girl is totally blonde. I don't know why I wrote it like that. He likes blonde. So this girl (laughs) is blonde. Um, The guy has a vial of red liquid. She says, you're sick and smiles. He says, you ready, sweetie? One taste of this. You'll never be the same. He almost drops some of the blood into her mouth, but suddenly Sam and Dean are there. Dean starts punching the guy, and Sam tells the girl to run away. So the guy and Dean fight, but the guy throws Dean into a wall and then runs away. So Sam and Dean follow him, but when they turn a corner, they come face-to-face with Gordon and Kubrick, who start shooting at them. (laughs) Sam and Dean take cover in in a different alley. I think a different alley. I don't know. There was a lot of alleys in this episode. There's, like, the garbage cans out there and, like, weird, not alleys, but, like, little corners yeah you know like yeah. cutouts in the walls and all that like it was just i it, it was confusing yeah <laughs> okay so dean says all right run i'll draw them off sam says what you're crazy but dean runs away and kubrick chases him so gordon goes looking for sam but the vampire drug dealer jumps him and knocks him out um and this vampire drug dealer i think his name is dixon so we cut to Sam in his motel room. Dean walks in, and Sam says, there you are. Dean says, yeah, sorry, I stopped for a slice. <laughs> Sam says, nice move you pulled back there, Dean, running right at the weapons. Dean says, well, what can I say? I'm a badass. <laughs> or a dumbass. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> so I guess Gordon's out of jail. Sam says, how the hell did he know where to find us? 
Dean thinks for a minute and then says, that bitch. Then he takes out his phone and makes a call. He says, hi, Bella. Question for you. When you called me yesterday, it wasn't to thank me for saving your ass, was it? Bella says, no. Gordon Walker paid me to tell you where he were. Paid me to tell him where you were. Well, he had a gun on me. What else was I supposed to do? Dean says, I don't know. Maybe pick up the phone and tell us that a raging psychopath was dropping by. <laughs> Bella says, I did fully intend to call. I just got a bit sidetracked. <laughs> Dean says, he tried to kill us. Bella says, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was such a big deal. After all, after all, <laughs> after, all after all, there are two of you and one of him. Dean says, there were two of them. Bella, if we make it out of this alive, the first thing I'm going to do is kill you. So many death threats for her. I know. Like, so many, time after time. I know. <laughs> Bella says, you're not serious. Dean says, listen to my voice and tell me if I'm serious. And then he hangs up. <laughs> she probably gets death threats all the time. It's probably totally normal for her. Probably, although it would mean something a little bit different coming from them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they're definitely capable. And, right. like, she does look a little worried after that phone call. She does look worried, you're <laughs> to right. To her credit, you know, she's like, oh, maybe I should take this seriously now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, where am I? Okay, so we cut to Gordon tied up to an old metal bed frame. In the room with him are two blonde girls hanging from their wrists. The vampire drug dealer, whose name is Dixon, wakes up uh, wakes up one of the girls and says, I know you're uncomfortable, but this is just temporary. Then he has her drink some blood from a mason jar. Dixon says, the hunger will pass, and then you'll feel much better. To Gordon, he says, you're awake. Gordon says, who are they? Dixon says, family. Gordon says, you always keep your family in shackles. Dixon says, we're still getting to know each other. <laughs> They've just been reborn. Gordon says, you mean you grabbed some poor girls off the street and made them monsters like you? Dixon says, I do what I have to. We're a dying breed. But then you know that, don't you, Gordon? Gordon Walker, one of the greatest living vampire hunters. Gordon says, in the flesh. Gordon or Dixon says, you're a big part of why my people are nearly extinct. Gordon says, your people are going extinct because you're a bunch of mindless, bloodthirsty animals. Dixon says, right, we're so much more bloodthirsty than you. Hunters slaughtered my entire nest like they were having a party. Murdered my daughter. I can't tell you how satisfying this is. Catching a hunter responsible for so many deaths and making you lunch for my new daughters. Gordon says, daughters, try fang whores. Dixon says, watch your mouth. <laughs> the thing is, is that he is at the losing end of this conversation. He has no advantage over this guy and he just keeps running his mouth. I know. Like, dude, you're dumb. Not smart, yeah. <laughs> Gordon says, oh, did I hurt your feelings? I'm sorry. I forgot. You're just a misunderstood victim, even though you murder and spread your filthy disease on pure base instinct. You got less humanity than a sewer rat. Dixon says, I'm sorry you have such a low opinion of my people. Gordon says, oh, you have no idea. Dixon says to his hanging girls. <laughs> that sounds strange. I, know. I think that was another time I was like, uh, I'm just going to keep it. I mean, it doesn't sound wrong, but it also doesn't sound right. <laughs> so to his hanging girls, he says, sorry, change of plans. I'll be going out to get your lunch. To Gordon, he says, I've got a better idea for you. Then Dixon cuts Gordon's arm and his own and rubs the wounds together while Gordon screams no over and over. so satisfying. It is. Sweet and revenge This is the guy. only time you see him truly upset, mm -hmm. you know? 
and not just so like far. not just strangely like, like, like sociopath like like a, no emotion yeah, yeah. totally mm-hmm. so we cut to sam and dean sharpening their machetes sam says that vampire's still out there dean dean says first things first sam nods and says gordon Dean says, about that, when we find him, or if he finds us, I'm just saying, he's not leaving us a whole lot of options. Sam says, yeah, I know, we've got to kill him. Dean says, really? Just like that? I thought you would have been like, no, we can't, he's human, it's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Sam says, no, I'm done. Gordon's not going to stop until we're dead, or till he is. Dean's phone rings, and it's Bella. Dean says, what? Bella says, I don't like it when people hold grudges against me. And more to the point, I'd rather you didn't kill me. So I went ahead and found Gordon's exact location for you. Dean says, you're a hundred miles away. How the hell did you? She says, hello, purveyor of powerful occult objects. I used a talking board to contact the other side. She likes that board. She does. (laughs) She says, warehouse, two stories, riverfront, neon sign outside. One more thing. The spirit had a message for you. Leave town, run like hell, and whatever you do, don't go after Gordon. For whatever that's worth. So we cut to Gordon hanging from his wrist. He's discovering that his senses are amplified. He hulks out and rips his chains free from the (laughs) ceiling. He's about to leave, but the two blonde girls are still hanging from their wrists. One of them says, please help us. Then we cut to Gordon outside stumbling around. He's completely overwhelmed by his senses. He finds a guy changing his car tire and struggles with himself about eating him. (laughs) <laughs> just like uh but he eats him anyway <laughs> yeah. i shouldn't i shouldn't i shouldn't i, like, I should uh, that guy's dead <laughs> so we cut to sam and dean sneaking into dixon's dixon's nest we see the two blondes are now headless thanks to gordon so dixon is crying about their deaths he says to sam and dean go ahead do it kill me sam says what happened here Dixon says, Gordon Walker, I never should have brought a hunter here. Never. I just wanted some kind of revenge. Stupid. Exposing him to my family. Dean says, oh yeah, you're such a family man. Dixon says, you don't understand. Dean says, I don't want to understand. Dixon says, I was desperate. You ever felt desperate? I've lost everyone I've ever loved. I'm staring down in eternity alone. Can you think of a worse hell? Dean says, well, there's hell. (laughs) Dixon says, I wasn't thinking. I just didn't care anymore. Do you know what it's like when you just don't give a damn? It's like being dead already. So just go ahead. Do it. Sam checks out the headless bodies and says, Dean, the head head wasn't cut off. It was ripped off with someone's bare hands. Oh, Gordon. What a jerk. (laughs) Jeez. You would think that once he's like one of them that he'd have a little more compassion. No. Like, doesn't change. Yeah, I can't believe he just ripped the heads off. That's... Yeah. That's gotta be really hard. (laughs) You would think so, yeah. Like, how much pressure would you have to... Okay, like, with what I know of anatomy and all that, like... Yeah, which is a fair amount, you know? Right. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of structures in your neck that would, you know, even though... You basically have, like, a bowling ball on a pencil, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's a lot going on in there. A bunch of little right. tiny muscles holding the different vertebrae together, and then you've got the bigger muscles, and you've got, like, muscles that run from, like, you know, the back of your head all the way down to your hip bones in the back. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's a lot of connections in mm-hmm. there. So to just, like, pop somebody's head off, it was, that's... Ugh. 
force. Yeah. Jeez, Gordon. Overkill. <laughs> I know, really. <laughs> so Dean says, Dixon, what did you do to Gordon? So we cut to Kubrick in his RV. He hears a dog barking outside, so he looks out a window. When he turns back around, Gordon is there. Kubrick says, Gordon, are you okay? Gordon says, not even close. Kubrick says, I thought maybe you were dead. Gordon says, something happened. They turned me. Kubrick says, those fangs? I'm sorry. You know what this means. And Kubrick does look really sorry. Um, Gordon says, it means you have to kill me, but not yet. Kubrick says, what do you mean? And Gordon says, you have to let me do one last thing first. Kill Sam Winchester. It's the one good thing to come out of this nightmare. I'm stronger. I'm faster. I can finish him. Kubrick says, Gordon, I'm sorry. You know I can't let you walk out of here. And Gordon grabs him and says, listen to me. There is nothing more important. Please. I can do one last good thing for the world. Kubrick says, yeah, I hear you. So Gordon has his back to Kubrick, who goes to pick up a knife. Gordon hears Kubrick's heart start pounding faster. Kubrick says, you're right. One last good thing. And he's about to attack Gordon. But Gordon turns around and shoves his hand into Kubrick's body. And they don't show it. So I don't know if he, like, grabbed his heart or, like, what. But they just he just shoves his hand in his body. Just, like, and Kubrick open dies. Yeah. yeah. And then Kubrick dies, which I was kind of bummed about. I mean, I know he was, like, after the boys and everything. But he was kind yeah. of a funny character. So I was kind of bummed that he died. Yeah. Well, okay, here's what I don't get, though, is that he doesn't seem to notice anything is off about Gordon. And his eyeballs are, oh, they like, were like, bright red. So different. You know, like, yeah. not normal. Yeah. Definitely doesn't look like he used to. Oh, no. You know, and it's kind of like, okay. It was almost like Twilight kind of eyeballs. Oh, it was a little you bit. You know, right, I was yeah. just like, okay, you know. Yeah, they didn't but really make the other vampires have that I've never that seen look. other vampires that have that look yeah. in this show. Yeah. I mean, not that I've remembered. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just kind of intriguing to me how he didn't seem to notice that there was any difference until Gordon told him. Yeah. Yeah, so. he did. I mean, he did look a little bit like he, he exerted looked- himself <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> he I guess. different. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. Gordon looks heartbroken and says, I'm sorry. So he cut to Sam and Dean in their weird motel room. Okay. <laughs> I thought they were in a motel room, but um, later I learned that they are squatting in mm-hmm. a house. Yeah. But it looks like a motel room with a bunch of, like, like I thought maybe they were squatting in, like, an abandoned motel or something. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a house yeah. with a bunch of mattresses up against the walls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dean says, man, I must have checked three dozen motels, empty buildings, warehouses. Sam says, yeah, me too. Big city. Dean says, it's like a giant haystack and Gordon's a deadly needle. We're running out of daylight. We won't have the sun slowing him down. Sam says, yeah, he'll be unstoppable. Hey, give me your phone. Dean's like, what for? And Sam says, well, if Gordon knows our cell numbers, he can use a cell signal to track us down. So they destroy their phones. And then Dean says, Sammy, stay here. Sam's like, what? Where are you going? Dean says, I'm going after Gordon. Sam's like, not alone, you're not. And Dean says, Sam, I don't need you to sign me a permission slip, okay? He's after he's after you, not me. And he's turbocharged. I want you to stay out of harm's way. I'll take care of it. Sam says, well, Dean, you're not going to go by yourself. You're going to get killed. Dean says, just another day at the office. It's a massively dangerous day at the office. Mm-hmm. Sam says, so you're the guy with nothing to lose now, huh? Oh, wait, let me guess. It's because you're already dead. Dean says, if the shoe fits. Sam says, you know what, man? I'm sick and tired of your stupid kamikaze trip. 
Dean says, whoa, whoa, kamikaze. I'm more like a ninja. <laughs> He wishes. You know? <laughs> he wishes. Sam says, that's not funny. <laughs> Dean says, it's a little funny. <laughs> Sam says, no, it's not. Dean says, what do you want me to do, Sam, huh? Sit around all day writing sad poems about how I'm going to die? <laughs> you know what? I got one. Let's see. What rhymes with shut up, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, dude, drop the attitude, Dean. Quit turning everything into a punchline. And you know something else? Stop trying to act like you're not afraid. Dean says, I'm not. Sam says, you're lying, and you may as well drop it because I can see right through you. Dean says, you got no idea what you're talking about. Sam says, yes, I do. You're scared, Dean. You're scared because your year is running out, and you're still going to hell, and you're freaked. Dean says, and how do you know that? Sam says, because I know you, because I've been following you around my entire life. I mean, I've been looking up to you since I was four, Dean, studying you, trying to be just like my brother. So, yeah, I know you better than anyone else in the entire world world and this is exactly how you act when you're terrified and i mean i can't blame you it's just i wish you would drop the show and be my brother again and sammy's got tears in his eyes he looks like a sad little kid oh, i can't stand it i love it <laughs> dean says all right we'll hold up cover our scent so we can't track us and wait the night out here so they barricade the room and sage it up <laughs> when in doubt sage it out <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Then Dean's phone rings. Sam says, you've had that phone for two hours, Dean. Who did you give the number to? Dean says, nobody. He picks it up and it's Gordon. Dean says, how'd you get this number? Gordon says, your scent's all over the cell phone store. Of course, I can't smell you now. Where are you? Dean says, I guess you'll have to find us. Gordon says, I'd rather you come to me. Dean says, what's the matter, Gordo? You're not afraid of us, are you? We're just sitting here. Bring it on. Gordon says, I don't think so. And we see that Gordon has a girl with him. He holds the phone up to her face. She's crying and says, please. Gordon shushes her and then says into the phone, factory on Riverside off the turnpike. Be here in 20 minutes or the girl dies. Dean says, Gordon, let the girl go. Gordon says, bye, Dean. Dean says, Gordon, don't do this. You don't kill innocent people. You're still a hunter. Gordon says, no, I'm a monster. And he hangs up. I mean, he's not wrong, but he's not a monster because he's a vampire now. He's a monster because he's just a monster. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a personality thing, man. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we cut to Sam and Dean creeping through the warehouse with their guns out. They find the girl tied up and cut her loose. She can't walk on her own, so Dean carries her. Dean gets outside, but before Sam does, the rolling garage-like door. I don't know what that, that kind of door is called. Roll the it's like a the the roll up doors. Oh, uh, I know this. Hold on, give me a second. I don't know what they're called. Garage door. I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's, a, it's okay. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know it. Yeah, but so I don't know it. <laughs> so that door comes down, keeping Sam inside. Dean yells, "Sam!" and Sam yells, "Dean!" <laughs> then the power inside goes out, and Sam cannot see. Sam yells, Gordon, you got me where you want me. You might as well come out and fight. Gordon says, I'm right here, Sam. What's the matter, Sammy? Sam says, so this is really the way you want to do it, huh? Gordon says, damn right I do. You have no idea what I faced to get here. I lost everything, my life, but it's worth it because I'm finally going to kill the most dangerous thing I've ever hunted. You're not human, Sam. Sam says, look who's talking. (laughs) Gordon says, you're right. I'm a bloodthirsty killer. Sam says, don't talk about it like you don't have a choice. Gordon says, I don't. 
Sam says, yes, you do, Gordon. You didn't kill that girl. Gordon says, no, I didn't. I did something much, much worse. So we cut to Dean outside trying to get that door open. Then the girl he carried out attacks him. She's got fangs. So he shoots her with a colt and she dies. Uh, we cut it's back. Like a to- weird blue light. Yeah, it was. It was very strange. Yeah. I know at first I was like, is that the cult? But it is. Yeah. So. Well, when I saw the blue light, I was like, is that? Mm-mm. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, we cut back to Sam. Gordon says, I got to hand it to you, Sam. You got a lot of people fooled. But see, I know the truth. I know what it's like. We're the same now, you and me. I know how it is, walking around with something evil inside you. It's just too bad you won't do the right thing and kill yourself. I'm gonna. As soon as I'm done with you, two last good deeds, killing you and killing myself. Then he jumps Sam, and they go flying through a wall and into a more well-lit area, so Sam can see again. Um, and it's where Dean is. I wrote this really weird. Dean is in that <laughs> area also. <laughs> so Gordon gets Dean pinned against the wall and bites his neck. So Sam gets Gordon off Dean, and they fight. Finally, Sam wraps some razor wire around Gordon's neck and pulls so hard that it beheads Gordon. And it was so satisfying. It was satisfying, <laughs> but it was also gross. It was also weird. It was, it was kind of amazing watching Sam hold, like, pull that razor wire because you know he's cutting the crap out of his own hands. <laughs> yeah, right? it's like... Yeah, that, that that's looked, an adrenaline rush yeah, right there. <laughs> it, looked, it looked hard to do. You know, so. cutting it way too close, dude. Yeah. Cutting it way too close. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Dean says, you just charged a super vampire. Uh, oh, no, no. That's not what he says. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what he says at all. Dean says, you just charged a super vamped out Gordon with no weapon. That's a little reckless, don't you think? So we cut to Sam and Dean having some beers while Dean works under baby's hood. Sam says, you figure out what's making that rattle? Dean says, not yet. Give me a box wrench, would you? So Sam hands him one, and Dean says, Sam, come here for a second. This rattle could be a couple of things. I'm thinking it's an attitude car. See this thing? It's a valve cover. Inside are all the parts that are on the head. You with me so far? Sam is, so he repeats what Dean just showed him. Dean keeps on with the car part naming, and Sam finally says, what's with the auto shop? <laughs> Dean hands Sam a tool, and Sam says, you mean you want me to? Dean says, yeah, I do. You fix it. Sam says, Dean, you barely let me drive this thing. (laughs) Dean says, well, it's time. You should know how to fix it. You're going to need to know these things for the future. And besides, that's my job, right? Show my little brother the ropes. So Sam starts working on the car while Dean sits down with his beer. Dean says, put your shoulder into it. (laughs) End credits. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, so I have thoughts. Okay. (laughs) Um, So when Gordon goes all, like, vampy and everything, Mm -hmm. and he's in the uh, whatever it is with Sam, or, like, Sam eventually beheads him. Yeah. He's got weird, like, red night vision. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the strangest thing. And, like, does that have to do with his red eyeballs? It must. Because I don't know if i mean we haven't seen any vampires that look like that i don't think we ever do i don't think we ever see through another vampire's point of view no that's true so it could be that you know we're just supposed to think that all it looks like that to all of them it's very odd though usually i don't know i just thought it was different because usually like night vision they go with the green right right so i don't know yeah whatever it's fine it was just strange Mm -hmm. um 
Also, when Sam lit the sage and he was putting it, like, on, there's, like, a bowl. It looks like he just, like, had a bowl of ramen there and he just, like, set the sage on top of a bowl of ramen. I'm like, um, what? Yeah. (laughs) Was it an old bowl of ramen? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Was it Dean's? Maybe. It probably was. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I just thought it was funny. I, like, I see him, like doing whatever with the sage and then he like sets it down and I'm like that looks stranger like a bowl of ramen mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> why would you put it there of all places but a bowl of ramen sounds really good right now it does sound good yeah I shouldn't eat it's after midnight isn't it what time is it 12 34 oh my god hey, it's one two three four what? <laughs> that's like my favorite time of day not because it like I mean it's just because it's one two three four if it's noon and mm-hmm. it, you know afternoon and it's a one two three four right. totally fine but right, right. anyways <sighs> um <laughs> excuse me also like i the only thing i remember from this episode was gordon getting his head cut off yeah like as i was watching like the first like chunk of it i was like none of this looks familiar oh, really? at all and like it was the entire like legitimately did not remember like you know usually it's like oh this kind of looks familiar or whatever mm-hmm. like no it was like watching a completely new episode and i remembered him when he got or i remembered the scene just where he like sam had the wire around gordon's neck i remember that part of it mm-hmm. and that was it i remembered most of it honestly i remember like the, the girl vampire at the beginning of the episode. You know what they didn't show in this episode is what they do with Dixon the vampire. They don't show yeah, them killing him they. or anything. Yeah. I guess it's just implied. I think they did. I mean, I got the impression that yeah, they did. Yeah, but they didn't yeah. show it or talk about it or anything, so. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they would just let him go because, oh, right, like, whatever, he's, because yeah. he's, like, drugging a bunch of people and trying right. to, like, make more vampires, which, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they killed him. He was asking... Oh, excuse me. Sorry. He was, <laughs> yeah. He was asking to be killed, yeah. too. So yeah, I'm sure they true. did. Yeah. And they're like, hmm, if you insist, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say. But yeah, I just thought it was weird. Also, Gordon was looking at those lights after he turned like I was looking at lights after I got my LASIK. And my eyes are probably just as red. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just like, ah, that was me. <laughs> it was a little bit like that for me with the shingle vision. Just because yeah. every light was so bright and glowy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and when I had to go to a bunch of different doctors, when I went to an eye doctor to make sure my eyes were okay mm-hmm. and that the shingles weren't in my eyes. Oh, yeah. Because that can happen, which is mm-hmm. fucked up that that's a thing that can happen to people. Your body could betray you in multiple oh, ways. <laughs> so, but they dilated my eyes. So I was already seeing so much more light. Everything mm-hmm. was already bright and glowy. And then they dilated my eyes like, more. Ugh. I had two pairs of sunglasses on and I couldn't see. I was yeah. literally just like walking around stumbling. <laughs> just like, help me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, I hate getting my eyes dilated. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a thing. It happens. But the thing is, is that if you have lighter color eyes, the dilation lasts for longer. Oh, so, like, people sucks. with blue eyes, which I have blue eyes, it lasts for a lot longer, apparently. It's just, like, something to do with the pigment and I don't know yeah. why, whatever. But that sucks. Um, yeah, usually it's supposed to last for, like, a couple of hours, I mm-hmm. think. And for me, it'll last, like, all day long. I hate it. So I'm, I'm like, sorry. constantly walking around squinting. And, you know, I don't have to deal with it as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I've got the LASIK and everything, I'm not right. having to, like, do quite as much. It's just, like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know? But although now I, I'm not really sure, actually, because 
when I do my checkups, they'll probably be checking, you know, like, oh, you know, what's going on with after the LASIK and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, who knows? But anyways, I had a person tell me that they've never had their eyes dilated. That's so weird. I was like, what? You know? Like, yeah. How do you... I think we might have talked about this on another episode. No, that was um, the girl that I swam with that she didn't know what dilated means. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. Okay. <laughs> no, this is somebody different. This is somebody actually pretty recently, and I was, like, talking about the LASIK somehow because they were asking about it, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, and, like, because they dilate your eyes with, like, super powerful stuff. Yeah. Like, way more than the normal, so that way it'll, like, hold for longer, and they can, like, get, like, a really good reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I was explaining that, and she was like, I've never had my eyes dilated. And I'm like, have you never been to the eye doctor? You know, yeah. like, what? Like, no, I've just never had my eyes dilated. They've never had to. I'm like, okay, apparently people with good vision don't have to do that. But mm-hmm. anyways, that was, those are my thoughts. <laughs> um, what was your favorite moment from? My favorite moment is um, at the very end of the episode when Sam and Dean are having their beers and mm-hmm. Dean's working on the car and then he realizes like oh shit Sam needs to know what to do with <laughs> the car because yeah. I'm gonna die and Sam's gonna have the car and that was just yeah. it was it was it was a sweet moment but it sucked at the same time but it sucked yeah and you know I don't know Sam looked Sam didn't really look sad about it. He yeah. was kind of like, oh, really? You want me to help? You know? <laughs> I mean, it was probably pretty shocking because Dean's like, don't touch my car. Right. Exactly. You know? <laughs> but it was it was very bittersweet, I thought. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. What was yeah. your favorite moment? Um, My favorite moment was when Gordon got his head chopped off. Because <laughs> that meant that he wasn't going to be an issue. Right. You know? like, right. Yeah. I'm like... Oh, finally! I know. I was it's about glad. time. Yeah. <laughs> I ooh that guy. Anyways. Yeah. Another thought. Gordon is a jerk. <laughs> just that needed to be a, its own separate thing. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So that was my favorite moment was when he finally was ended. Um. Our interesting facts from this episode. Um, "Fresh Blood" is the title of a song by Alice Cooper from the album Dada. Okay. So there's the title of the episode. Yeah. I don't I, know that song. I don't either. Alice Cooper, that's rock, right? Mm-hmm. What's... <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> like, I know the name. I know I know the name. Like, I've heard it before, but I don't honestly know. Like, is Alice Cooper... And I want to say it's a guy. Mm-hmm. But I don't... It's like, is it a guy in the band and that's, like, the lead singer's name? Or is it, like the self like is it just alice cooper you know uh it's an american singer songwriter and actor blah 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 fake blood let's see what wiki says <laughs> we go to the source of all the information i know the googles <laughs> with his distinctive raspy voice and a stage show that features guillotines i can't say that word right now guillotines guillotines electric chairs fake blood deadly snakes baby dolls and dueling swords Sketchy. cooper is considered by music journalists and peers alike to be the godfather of shock rock so it's just alice cooper it's not like yeah you know queen or acdc or you know like where it's like a actual band i thought he was in a band but I maybe that's what i thought too but i don't know 
I totally don't even know my my rock well enough to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to know that though. So Alice Cooper was originally a band consisting of I don't know what this word is. Someone on vocals. The original Alice Cooper band. Okay. Yeah, must just be Alice Cooper band. Then. Okay. I don't uh, I don't know, we'll call it that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with it. We're learning. <laughs> I know. And you're learning with us, it's great. <laughs> uh, so and if you know, please tell us because we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> even after Googling. We don't even know what we don't even know. I know, like that's the thing. Like we're we're just confused. So send us an email and tell us what the heck we're we're tr- like what what's happening yeah what's happening just what's happening <laughs> it's fine <laughs> okay um so the showdown between sam and gordon after gordon turns off the lights is reminiscent of a similar scene involving clarice starling mm-hmm. and, and buffalo bill during the climax of the silence of the lambs have you ever seen that movie no that's hannibal yeah hannibal yeah. lecter yeah. yeah i was gonna say i feel like I've seen, like, because they've played it on TV a couple of times, mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen something where it's like, oh, that's the, the cannibal guy, and, like, he's being interviewed by somebody. By Jodie Foster, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, like, a jail cell or something right. like that. You know, like, I remember that, but I think that's the only part of it mm-hmm. that I saw. It's so. a good movie. I don't really remember too much of it because it's so long ago. But what I did watch pretty recently, and by that I mean in the last two years, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. was the TV show called Hannibal. Wait, was it called Hannibal? I think there was a TV show called Hannibal. Yeah. That sounds right. Now I, now I feel like that's not the name of it. Go with it. Yeah. Um, and the TV show was awesome. It yeah. was so awesome. <laughs> well, like Anthony Hopkins in the in the movies played Hannibal Lecter. Um who plays it in the TV show is, I'm going to say his name totally wrong, but Mads Mikkelsen. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. He played the bad guy in Doctor Strange, the movie Doctor Strange. I saw Doctor Strange, didn't get much from it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, it, it did not impress me too much. Okay. So I, don't I, don't, I haven't seen it. So, But he plays the, the main bad guy in that one. I, I mean, he's a you. he's a fucking fox. Okay, like <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I don't know. <laughs> it, it was really nice watching this show. Hey. <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, and I mean, it, he is always wearing this like dapper fucking suit and like cooking. I mean, yeah, he's cooking humans, but the guy knows how to cook. Okay, <laughs> so like, I just I really like the TV I mean, show. There was an episode this season of Supernatural where. There's a cannibal. Somebody was being cooked. Yeah. And it was, like, fancy cooking, too. Like, you know, and, like, drinking wine as cooking. And, yeah. like, ooh, let's throw this and this and this in. And, like, fresh herbs and all this right. sort of stuff. And I'm like, dang. And then you realize they're, like, eating a human. And you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> this is not. I feel terrible for thinking that looked good. Yeah. <laughs> but. Oh. Dad. That reminds Ugh. me. My dad. <laughs> No, 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 it's okay. Well, it's not okay. Um, my grandma, my dad's mom, uh-huh. passed um, maybe 10 years ago. Maybe not quite 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she's had, like, three funerals, okay? okay. She's had a lot of them. And like, she, spanning a long period of time or, like, all at the, like all close well, together? Sp- spanning within, like, a year or two. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and <laughs> so she was cremated. Yeah. And um, there was her... So not my grandpa, but her boyfriend. She was widowed for a while, right? Uh-huh. And um, 
her new boyfriend um, had passed away before she did and at their like RV park that they went to in the summers or whatever there was like a bench dedicated to him and so my dad wanted to you know put some of her ashes at this bench you know Mm -hmm. and um, he spread some and then he looked around to see who was watching him and then he licked the ashes off his finger Ah. (laughs) and everyone is so grossed out about this and my dad's a vegetarian so there's a problem there (laughs) okay it's not like he eats meat to begin. I mean, to be fair, it's not meat anymore. It's just ash charcoal. Yeah. You know? But everyone in my family was like shocked, particularly my cousin Andrea, who's like my best friend, who's yeah. no longer with us. Um, but um, she was just like so horrified. She saw it happen. I didn't see it happen, but she saw it, and it like affected her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. That would freak me right out. Okay, but like all I feel like I remember hearing about it and just like the only thought being was like resignation that now I have to do that to my dad's body too. <laughs> That's not how that works. But in my mind, yeah, it is. No, it's not. I gotta keep it alive this way. Like that's just I mean Listen, you're not keeping anything alive. You're pooping it out. <laughs> Do you really want your so, dad to end up in a toilet bowl and getting flushed like a goldfish? <laughs> well, it's just gonna be a little part of him. It's not like it's Still not you're like flushing it's him. It's not like I'm hoovering the whole bag. I would be concerned. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, that's not the end of my story. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, my cousin, um, when she was in hospice. She had to write this whole, like, five wishes thing, you know, because she was dying and, you know, five wishes. And one of them was, very specifically, Grandpa Mark is not allowed to eat my ashes. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, hey, cousin, only Grandpa Mark? Like, you didn't say nobody or everyone, no one's allowed to. You just said specifically Grandpa Mark. And she was like, Lynn... I don't want you to eat my ashes. And I was like, okay, because if our, if our like situation was reversed, one of my five wishes would definitely be cousin has to eat some of my ashes. (laughs) And she was like, well, I guess I'm glad I'm going before you are. (laughs) (laughs) So the whole thing. Yeah. That's that's kind of, okay. So a funny thing about ashes that I saw on Facebook and it's popped up a few times. was like, you know, it was like one of those cat posts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Apparently, somebody's cat had gotten the lid off of Grandma's urn oh, no. and like sneezed in the ashes, <laughs> <laughs> and little bits of Grandma went oh, everywhere. No. Oh no! <laughs> just like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, that totally sucks. Every time somebody talks about ashes, I think of the cat sneezing in the urn and just yeah. <laughs> I just think about my dad trying to covertly eat his mom's ashes. <laughs> Sly, but not so sly. Yeah. <laughs> he tried. It didn't work. Yeah. It's all fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. So, do we have research? We I think we have, have research. We do have research. And our research is from Albany, because um, this is where the episode takes place. And this is off of ghostsofalbany.com. Um, it's about the haunted 10 Broick mansion. I think so. We'll go with it. Broick. Sounds right. Um, it says, Among the many handsome old houses on Arbor Hills 10 Broick Avenue is one tall brownstone that is the site of a very unusual haunting, the 10 Broick Mansion. 
That's a weird word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost that walks his uppermost floors seemed to have no connection to the building itself. A gentleman named George Dawson built the house with a door flanked by white columns in 1859. In the mid-20th century, though, children who lived in the house reported seeing a strange man whenever they ventured to the top floor. Like, so sketchy. That's really creepy. <laughs> like, don't go upstairs by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> The mysterious and solemn figure, which often appeared in otherwise empty hallways, gave no hints as to his identity or why he haunted this once elegant house. But he wore the clothing of a 17th century Dutch soldier, complete with a a metal helmet similar to those currently on display in the New York State Museum. Perhaps this man had met his end or was buried on the steep hill where this house stands in the 1600s. At the time, the only permanent Dutch settlement nearby was Fort Orange, nearly a mile and a half south, and continued to haunt the site itself even after the brownstone was built centuries later. Hmm. Cool. Like, so apparently there's just this, like, guy that likes to hang out with a helmet on his head (laughs) and just, like, creep out little kids. (laughs) That's really upsetting. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, does anybody else, has anybody else seen him? Or is it just little kids that when they go oh, up there to see him? Oh, yeah. Like that, it kind of makes it sound like, although it says children who lived in the house. So I wonder, in the mid 20th century, children who lived in the house reported seeing a strange man whenever they ventured to the top floor. So does that mean that, like, if there's multiple families living there, like, all the children in this century that lived there saw this guy? It sounds or like, Or is yeah. it, like, the same, you know, it's like the children that lived in the house during this time frame saw him mm-hmm. all the time. Like, was it just one set of children? I don't know. I think maybe it was one set of children. Yeah. But I'm just guessing. I don't know. So it would creepy. be creepier... If it was multiple sets of children, mm-hmm. all within the same time frame. <laughs> I mean, you never know. I don't like it, though. I really don't like it. I love it. <laughs> it. You know, like, stuff like that, to me, if I were to move into a house and, like, I had kids and they were telling me that, like, oh, we keep seeing this strange man like security cameras would go up i would be like don't go up the stairs by yourself you're going with somebody Mm -hmm. also i'd be like okay like if i go up there i'm taking my gun you know like it's gonna happen yeah like ugh. which i finally got my concealed carry permit oh good job finally came in the mail awesome it took a while Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean it takes about a month and it actually did come in a few days short of a month but still Mm -hmm. but i was just like when is this coming in well, that's awesome. But, yeah. So, ta-da. So, what was your idiot or asset moment from this week? Oh, okay. So, we, Eric and I took Killian to the Pacific Science Center in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so much fun. We had a great time looking at the robot dinosaurs and, you know, all the cool, like, tide pools and science-y stuff. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and afterwards, we went to, like, the food court area. You know, yeah. that, that big building that just has, like, food in it? I think, yeah, it's been a long time since I've okay. been around. Like, I've been to, like, the exhibits that they have there, but yeah. I haven't been there in a long time. I do remember food somewhere, though. Yeah. It's not part of the, like, science center. It's just, like, you know, by the kind of like bottom of the space needle, just like all those oh, buildings the, in there. The, um, like, the the house. The, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, I know what it is. 
the the armory the armory that's mm-hmm. right yeah so we went in there because um Killian has been asking to try fudge and I knew they had fudge in there mm-hmm. so um we went to the fudge shop and I got some mango sorbet that sounds good and they gave me two scoops on a cake cone and I was <laughs> like I can do this and yeah. then Killian got like a child size scoop of whatever ice cream he had and mm-hmm. we were all like, don't drop it. Make sure your ice cream isn't going to fall off the cone. <laughs> and guess whose ice cream <laughs> fell off the cone? Oh, no. Mine. I would be so like, oh, man. <laughs> it, fell, know, like, it fell on my leg. I did it. Got my leg all ice creamy and then plopped right on the floor. <laughs> I was just like, oh. I would be so disappointed. And Killian was just looking at me like his greatest nightmares come true. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, your ice cream's gone. And all these people. People were laughing at me. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I know. Jerks? And I, was, I was like, Eric, will you go buy me another ice cream? And he was like, no. <laughs> I was like, come on. I wasn't like, even halfway done. Like, can you please buy me another ice cream? And he was like, fine. So he goes up there and tells them what happened. And they gave me free ice cream, which was oh, so that's nice. nice. But Eric insisted that it go in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> So that happened. But did you still, like, did you drop the whole thing or did you still have the cone and just the ice cream fell out of the cone? I dropped the whole thing. Oh, no. (laughs) That's worse, man. (laughs) It was. It's pretty upsetting. Like, oh, it's one thing if you could, like, Well, it was, this is what I think happened. I accidentally, like, like, the top of the scoops of ice cream fell off Uh and in my, like, hustle to like grab them catch it i dropped the cone too oh yeah (laughs) okay i mean to be fair i could see myself like if i had especially like the bigger scoops of ice cream they're they're top heavy because the ice cream doesn't get all the way down in the cone right so you're holding something very light with a bunch of heavy stuff on the top yeah and so like i could see like having it just like tip and accidentally drop the whole thing because Mm -hmm. it's like the whole you know right It's just, like, unbalanced. Everything is unbalanced. Yeah. That's part of the reason why I like soft serve. Mm -hmm. Because it goes all the way down in the cone. Yeah. (laughs) And it's more balanced. Yeah. It's just the whole thing is heavy instead of just the top. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, they were very nice to me there, so. (laughs) That was good. Yeah. I, that... I mean, I'm sure that that probably happens a fair amount. It and probably so does. We were just, just like, so... if this happens, just give them ice cream. Yeah. You know? yeah, I'm sure it happens more than once a day. But it's yeah. probably kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it's fine. Probably, but whatever. It's yeah. fine. It's got to happen to adults, too. It's yeah. not like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. what was your idiot or ass moment? <laughs> so... This lady was an ass butt. I went to Safeway, and Mm -hmm. I got out of my car, and I walked to where, like, the little crosswalk area is in front of the store, like, all the stripes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And I'm standing by the curb, because there's this... I mean, I could have probably gone. Thank goodness I didn't, because there was this lady that was pretty far away. I mean, she wasn't, like, right close, and if she would have, like stayed going the same speed that she was going I probably could have made it across and it would have been fine but mm-hmm. I'm like ah, eh, do I go I don't know like I was kind of like leaning forward no leaning forward like I mean a little bit not like dramatically or yeah, just yeah. kind of like okay like a little bit of rocking like what am where 
are you stopping? You know, because it's right. a pedestrian crosswalk and there's a stop sign there. Like, yeah. It's the only parking lot that I've ever seen that has stop signs mm-hmm. in it. It's yeah. very interesting. And, and I mean, it's good because there's a lot of traffic there. Right. And I'm sure that they probably put it there after incidents happened, you know? Right. Because <laughs> that's usually what happens. But um, I'm like, okay. And so I kind of like, thank goodness I was cautious because this lady like significantly speeds up. Like, Did she stop at the stop sign? Nope. Oh. She like was going kind of slow, just, like, rolled through it, and then sped up through the whole crosswalk section. And I'm standing, like, right there. There's nothing in front of me. Like, she could see me. And then, like, I swear she had a smile on her face. What a bitch. I swear. Like, maybe she didn't, and I just, like, caught a moment of, like, something else was happening, and she happened to be smiling about something else. But, like... Really? You know? Yeah, that's messed up. Like, you could have run me over very easily. And the fact, like... It's one thing if they're not paying attention and they right. just, like, kind of keep rolling at the same speed. But she, like, purposefully sped up in the crosswalk uh. area. And I was like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Like, just what the heck? Like, are you trying to, like, get back on the curb or, you know, like, I don't yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. I was just like, you have to get your priorities straight. Yeah, <laughs> that's bullshit. Uh, I'm so sorry. that lady was an ass butt. Yes. She almost ran me over. And it was not okay. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspitspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.